Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. I tilt my head back to drink her in and she dips to kiss my collarbone. Her hair spilling over me like a cloak. Soft lips drag, electric tingles across my skin, coaxing a moan from my lips. Clarent, smiling, leans back to watch us, but I reach out to him. Cupping his face gently between my hands, I draw him up for fresh kisses. I am a desert drinking in the summer rain, taking and keeping and still needing more. Clarence kisses on my lips, Lavender's mouth on my shoulder and neck are the drought of fresh water I've been longing for. I'm breathing hard, little panting gasps for air between kisses, my skin flushed and warm from their touch. Lavender's fingers... And I need you, like like the deserts miss the rain. (laughs) Oh my god. That was probably horrible for our listeners. Oh, God, yes. But the reading was great. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super duper spoilers. All the spoilers. Every single spoiler ever made. If you've come here for a genuine review of this book. Mm-hmm. Or these books. Rosebud was a sled. See, all the spoilers. All the spoilers. Spoilers for everything. All the spoilers. So, yes, if you've come for reviews... That don't include spoilers. Mm-hmm. Go elsewhere. Go elsewhere. But and then when you have an opinion on the book, come back and we'll have a chat. We'll talk about it. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, it's a one-way chat where we talk at you. Right. But we encourage you to talk back to us while you're listening. Just know that we can't hear yeah. you. Driving but we agree it, with everything you say. Driving in your car. Yes. Doing your laundry. Yes. Running on that treadmill. Yes. Like all the things you're doing. Yep. I hope somebody is in the gym running on a treadmill, just like, you two are right. That guy's an asshole. Yeah. Out loud to the gym. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Great. Great, great, great. Excellent. But first. But first. Oh, do we introduce the books now? Yeah. Yes. We should introduce the books first. Hey, Claire, guess what we read? What did we read? (laughs) We read The Cruel Prince, The Folk of the Air, book one by Holly Blank. And Poison Kiss, Earthside Book One by Anna Mardol. I'll say her name is. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Uh, the theme this time is fairies. Fairies. Oh, uh, I was so excited for myself when I picked these books. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, and I've I've been eyeing The Cruel Prince for a while. Great. I'll be honest. And so I was looking forward to it. when you said that. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Great. So, um, yeah, but first. But first. Now it's but first. But first. It's always but first with me, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Claire. (laughs) Yes, Neil. What's got you hot and bothered? Well, Jesus Christ, it might be you. Oh. Oh. Well, no, 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 no. I want to talk about a very special event I went to. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't special because it was a wedding. Uh Even though weddings are special. Sometimes. It was special because I looked amazing. I know. <laughs> this is the one in Vegas. Yes. That you talked about oh earlier. Oh, my God. It looks so good. Oh, my God. You sent me those pictures, I girl. So good. Uh, okay. 
Okay, okay. I love your husband, but he w his outfit was not up to snuff with yours. No. And I wanted to throw on my sassiest, like, ensemble and meet you out there and just go nuts. Oh, my gosh. You looked amazing. I felt so good. I uh, was comfortable all night. Great. I was... I was in, so it was a, it was a strapless uh, jumper. Mm -hmm. It's a jumper. I guess that sounds like it's a sweater because that was. That's like, what British people say. I right. think. Oh, a romper. I think romper is short. Rompers are short. But so it was long. Jumpers are long. Yeah, rompers are long. Yeah, so it had. Long, I don't know. Yeah, I made so, that up. Anyway, it was strapless. Uh huh. Dark green. Uh huh. Like uh, an olive green. Like right? an olive green. Okay. Or like a military. And it looked so good it on really me. Looked really good on you. And it was very comfortable all uh, night. And I know that for a while you've been like, I want to pull off a, a jumper, but I'm nervous about it, which is understandable. Understandable. It's an investment because, like, when you got to pee. It's a whole thing. Oh, I was naked so many times in so many bathrooms that evening because we drank a lot. <laughs> um, I hope that you, like, drunk you, took little moments that you're sitting naked in the bathroom and you were, like, just kind of, like, feeling yourself in those moments. Just I like, would have liked to do that. Hey. Um, I will admit, though, I was also wearing Spanx. Oh, and no. so it wasn't just like the top thing; it was the Spanx, and those were a roll-off situation. Oh, and, oh, that's and not I fun. couldn't like open my legs very far, which was a problem <laughs> because I had to put tampons up there. Oh, so like it was it was stressful, but was it worth it? Yes, yes. I looked so good. Yes. <laughs> and I had this dark red. I had this like bright dark red lip that mm -hmm. was bold as mm -hmm, fuck mm -hmm. my hair looked great all night mm -hmm. impossibly yeah because i think you kind of leaned into the evening it looked very relaxed like it looked style but like very relaxed uh -huh. just like woke up like this yes and like that's it's not gonna go anywhere from there no no it was it was great um it's uh. it like i feel like as a person who has a hard time looking at herself um, we, we took pictures last year of ourselves for this podcast mm -hmm. and I haven't posted them anywhere cause I didn't like the way I look and that's selfish and a little bit vain cause we need to promote the podcast, <laughs> which is also selfish and vain. So, you know. yeah, it all works out. <laughs> so, uh, but, and that's a general sort of state of being mm -hmm. and I try to overcome that. And sometimes it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, I get it. And, like, it was this day which just felt fucking great. Mm, 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 mm. And, like, I didn't look thinner. I think it's really important that I say that. I didn't look thinner. I just looked good. You looked really good. And I, I don't... I just... I want, I want that for everybody. Uh, but also, like, I was just glad I got that. Can I share a quick story with you? Yes, please. In the vein of, like, difficult to look at yourself sometimes kind of thing. Like, I don't, I get it. So, there's this guy that I hooked up with a couple times years ago. Like, I don't know, six, seven years ago we hooked up. And we've found each other again recently on the apps. And so we, like, were sending pictures and stuff. And I made some comment about, I don't know, I said something, and he's like, oh, well, you would know, because we hooked up before, and you've put on some sexy weight between now and then. It looks great. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I know this was intended as a compliment, but, like, someone just pointing out I've put weight on since my 20s doesn't feel good. 
Right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Same but different. Same but different. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. But yeah. um, I think it's that that weekend where I was still myself, where I had all of my weight, mm-hmm. where I hadn't lost any weight and, in mm-hmm. fact, was bloaty because of the period, mm-hmm. felt like myself and felt yeah. really good looking. Uh, it's kind of helped me to carry on through the rest of the weeks, the next the couple days after that. And would, like, Great. So, um, to all those fashion designers who won't dress larger women, fuck you. Fuck you! Fuck you! You look really great right now, too. Thank you. I am Listen, wearing a like, lemon dress. I was really... Is it a wrap dress? It is a fake wrap dress. Fake wrap dress. It is not a real wrap dress. I don't respect... Oh, yeah! I don't respect fake wraps. Just like I don't respect um, burritos with uh, spinach tortillas. But... <laughs> 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 They're both fake wraps. Yeah, exactly! Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> but... Um, I actually, this dress is super comfortable. Good. Uh, so, I have it. Anyway, Neil, what's got you hot and bothered? Okay. Pride. Pride! Pride! So, we are recording this before Pride Weekend in San Francisco. Yeah. But, and this episode will come out after, so maybe my opinion will change completely over the course of that weekend. Yeah, probably. But, um... Just two things that I wanted to mention, because this year is especially... Um, important because it's the 50 year anniversary of Stonewall and like being somebody who's lived in who's queer in San Francisco and is definitely like hey we had stuff too that doesn't get nearly as much attention as Stonewall does I can understand why like a single thing it's easy for a single thing to be the focal point or the kicking off point of a very complicated civil rights movement Um, but because it is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall there have been a lot of um like, I've seen a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, TV stuff, Netflix, Hulu, stuff on Facebook that's, like, sort of, like, let's explore the, like, obviously Stonewall, but also let's highlight other moments from um, the LGBTQ civil rights movement. And that's been really nice and really interesting, and I've learned a lot of stuff. Like, I know about Stonewall, I know a fair amount about San Francisco, particularly. Um, But I've been learning about other figures and events, and that's just been really great, because this stuff isn't taught in schools a lot, if ever. I mean, it definitely wasn't when we were in school. No, no, I did not learn about Stonewall. I didn't learn about any gay stuff. Anyway. um, Also, so, companies selling Pride stuff? Right. I know is super is a very complicated issue because of capitalism in general um and then also you know it's kind of misleading because when you see that a a giant company like target is selling pride stuff it's like oh well they support lgbtq causes and that's not necessarily true like i don't know do everyone do your research be an informed consumer as much as you want Um, But I just think it's really interesting, even though, yes, we live in San Francisco, so it would actually hurt a business not to support Pride. Like, even when I first moved here, the only way that you could tell that it was Pride walking around San Francisco was the rainbow flags up and down Market Street. But now it's 
everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, it's companies chasing those pink dollars, but it's a, in a perverse way a sort of recognition that we haven't had historically. So, yeah, it's companies trying to make money off of us. And I understand that. And I think everyone should be smart about where they spend their money. But also, in a capitalist society where getting people's money is the most important thing, we're at a point where they want our money enough that they can recognize us. Mm-hmm. So it's some progress, in a way. Yeah, I... I am. I just buy what's cute. I bought a really cute sequin top <laughs> from Target. I'm. I'm looking forward to because I don't. I don't live outside the San Francisco Bay Area bubble, so I don't know what Pride looks like, honestly, in any other city. Right. I um, assume in like New York, Boston, Chicago, it looks like it does here. I don't know. Or about similar. Like Omaha. Or right. I mean, like and that. I know my sister. Uh, she went to Pride in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and. There's been Pride Parade in Albuquerque for a long time, yeah. but um, she she said, like, what made her feel good was that there were so many politicians mm-hmm. marching in the parade. Yeah. And these are small city council, yeah, like, state rep politicians, and she said, I know they're trying to get my vote, but the thing is, now they think my vote matters. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't before. even... 15 years ago. Even five years ago. Politicians wouldn't be caught dead in Pride Parades. Even five years ago. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland had a Pride Parade this year. Oh my god. Now we just need some gay characters. Some are apparently on the way, but whatever. It's <laughs> anyway, that's what's got me hot and bothered. Yay! Hooray Pride. Being queer is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I were talking about this, and just very quickly, I, I think while we're still on Pride, I think... Um, you and I were talking and talking about dollars and mm-hmm. queer baiting and getting those pink dollars. Mm-hmm. I 100% if you can give your money to queer people. Yes. Producers uh, queer people who produce products. Yeah, that's you another can do that. Yeah, that's another <laughs> thing I've been seeing a lot more of is like every every year now it, you know it's pride when the flags come up on Market Street in San Francisco, they start showing up in like the big stores, and then you see the Facebook lists that are like, "Here's the queer-owned companies that you should be spending your money on for Pride gear," and that's great. That's yeah. important. Yeah, and like companies that actually and have always celebrated queer yeah. art, like, is also important. So, I mean, you can you can be upset that Budweiser is only acknowledging that there's queer people once a month. I mean, one month a year, one month a year, but you can, you can still buy that and then you can turn around and you can buy, go to your local store where Mm -hmm. there's actually a queer owner and buy from them. Yeah. Or if you feel bad spending $20 on a sequin top at Target, just also donate $20 to a, a LGBTQ organization. Yep. Yep. Yay. All right. Well, let's read some books. Let's read some books. Poison Kiss, Earthside Book One, by Anna Mardle. Rose awakens in a fairy tale land, stripped of her memories and any sense of self she might once have possessed. Facing a short life of brutal servitude as one of the May Queen's executioners, she chooses instead a reckless dash for freedom alongside her sister captive, Lavender. Yet, 
Even if the two women manage to flee the other world to return to Earthside, they may never be safe from the reach of cruel fairies who seek to use them as pawns in a deadly game. When a strange silver man calling himself Clarent unexpectedly dumps out onto the doorstep of their apartment, sounds like something else, Rose and Lavender will work together with a diverse community of survivors in order to stay alive and free. Through the magical dangers that assault them on all sides, Rose must navigate the struggles brought on by her painful past while contending with the difficulty of forging an intimate relationship with the two people who love her most when her very body is lethal. So that's what the book says. Yes. Claire, does somebody dump out on a porch? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. I will also say all those things happened... But not quite that way. No. That that does not feel like the book. <laughs> no. Like, this is one of the first times I've been like, oh, that's not this book. I was it a is little, this book, but it's not that book. I was a little disappointed. Uh, but Claire. Yes. What happens in this book? <laughs> okay. Fairy tale land. No. Fairy. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, like, fairy. It, it's never glamorous. There's never a moment where it feels like it's nice or it's fun. You it's enter, beautiful and dangerous. You enter and into this it. book where uh, Rose has already been working in fairy for a while. Mm-hmm. She works for the May Queen, who's like the head fairy. Rose is a human. She knows herself to be human, and she knows herself to have been stolen away from something, but she doesn't know what. Can I point in really fast, uh-huh. though? We, the readers, don't know that they're human until, like, chapter two. I mean, I guess. Okay, uh... I knew they were human because well Lottie fucking dog Claire I, I didn't I okay well but I did because I've read a couple of fairy books I have two yeah but they're a bunch of humans okay they've stolen and well, hang out see, the, the ones that I guess the ones that I've read is either the the humans only there like at night and then they go like in um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell right, the right, wife right. is only there at night and then she comes back but they're still captives and they're like don't know what's up right or they know that they're somewhere else and they're constantly like aware of that and this narrative just didn't say yes oh, we're here. like there was no like they were talking about escaping uh-huh. but they were never talking they never once said we can get back to where we came from well they didn't know where they were from Right, but they didn't even intimate that they were from somewhere else. Anyway, no, go they on. knew they were from somewhere else. They just, but they didn't say that. Well, they didn't. They did. Uh, we have not to until get... chapter two. Anyway. Anyway. Regardless, uh, it. <sighs> okay, she rose. Mm-hmm. Rose is a uh, flower in the May Queen's garden. Mm-hmm. She's not an actual flower. She's just sort of magicked into being sort of rose-like. For the audience, imagine Steven Universe, but with flowers instead of gems. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's so, what I was thinking of the whole time. Uh, yeah, I was thinking more of that scene in Alice in Wonderland where there's those, oh, where there's the flowers yeah. who are singing, and they're very beautiful, but they also look like ladies. Oh, okay. That's what I was imagining. Oh, I was imagining more or less humanoid people that had... Well, they were humanoid, but right. also, like, in Alice in Wonderland... Right, but not, like, like pe- I didn't imagine petals. I imagine right. petals, but, like, as their dress. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever. That's why books are so amazing. Yay! So, anyway, 
Rose is a captive, and she's obviously, like, mm-hmm. a highly favored captive. But, uh, sorry to interject real fast. I also meant Steven Universe, like, each one has a very particular job. Yes. They're called the thing that they are. Yes. And then there are the cat, like, there are the nightshades. Yes. And the aromatics and the uh, ornamentals. Mm-hmm. And, like, what you were dictated what your job was. Yes. A la Steven Universe. Yes. This is very true. Uh, and so Rose is highly favored. It's obvious because she For has now. somebody doing her hair. Mm-hmm. And that person doing her hair is Lavender, who is um, one of the scented ones. One of the fragrance. She's a fragrant. And uh, Lavender is like, hey, girl, we got to get out of here. <laughs> and, and Rose is like, shit, this bitch is talking to me. But yes, I also want to get out of here, but it's way dangerous. We could die. But also, my job is to kill people. Mm-hmm. Because my lips are poisonous. Like, I have a poison kiss. And I'm pretty much an assassin for the court. And so, like, I'm beautiful. And everybody wants to kiss me because I'm so gorgeous. But then when they do, they die. And that's, uh-huh. like, my job. And this Lavender person can't possibly understand how awful that is. Or any of that. But Lavender's like, girl, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Lavender's got a plan. They're yep. going to a party. And these parties can last uh, forever. Yep. And that's how they measure time. It's like 48 courses. Yeah. Oh, I loved this world building so much. <laughs> it was so just like, it, it felt very thought out that they they measured time in balls. Like, yeah. oh, since like three balls ago, this happened. Two balls ago, this happened. Oh, we know how long the ball is going to be depending on how many courses it is. And then it's like, oh, like Rose has a moment where she's like, do I remember her? No, I'm remembering the last Lavender, and she died. Mm-hmm. She was killed, because the May Queen is very fickle, and as soon as she right. gets bored with someone, she kills them. So they, And then they talk about a few of the other flowers, and right. it's just like, oh, I've seen, like, three peonies since I've been here. Yes. And it's, it's just like, they know that they're there for the amusement of the May Queen, and anything they do wrong could just get them killed. Right. And it's beautiful and dangerous, and I love it. <laughs> So, uh, this book did something that I did enjoy. So, for a long time... So, in every fairy book, like, the fairies are fickle and they're selfish and they love beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know why because it also seems to bore them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to this later. And this book at the opening had that same problem. Mm -hmm. And then it solved it at the end in a really neat way. About the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was really cool. I thought that was nice. I thought it was well done. So... Getting to that later, though. So they have to try They're to get out of this. Audience. No, teasies, teasies. Teasies, too. It's not Cliffy's, it's teasies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christine's upset. <laughs> Pet, petting a cat in her lap saying, boo. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, they have to get out of this ball. Mm-hmm. They figure a way to get out. They have mm-hmm. to kind of slip through the thin places, sort of. like mm-hmm. Just like any place that's like... Uh, just like an opening between one and another, just like a crossroads or something. And then they right. just have to sort of will themselves into something else. Mm-hmm. And Rose knows that well enough. Mm-hmm. She and Lavender do get out of the ball um, and they do run and it is going well. They are sort of able to manifest a crossing into what is probably the other side of the, uh, the other world. They don't know mm-hmm. what the other world is. Mm-hmm. They kind of make it through. They're sort of chased by a big, terrible fairy on a spider. A giant spider. A giant spider. Over a hedge maze. 
And when they get through, they land in this parking lot, and there's a woman there who's got like a crossbow, and she's she like she's like run, I'll cover you, and she like <laughs> takes out the spider because because like Rose is like you'll never be able to kill the fairy. She's like I know, and like she she takes out the spider, and the fairy's like wow, and then the portal closes, and, and she's like so cool, and she's like get in my car. <laughs> Cut to six months later. So this was the whole. This was like the first chapter that yeah. all this happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed that they left Fairy in the first right. chapter. Right. And so now here's where the book really starts. Yeah. So that was sort of like what you needed to know um, to get to where you are now. So we're in the Dallas Metroplex area, mm-hmm. <laughs> where a lot of sort of fairy refugees mm-hmm. uh, live, and they're all humans. Humans who had been stolen into Fairy been transmogrified had their memories erased and, and given magical to powers yeah. to please fairies for the fairies nefarious purposes mm-hmm. and so now they're just sort of trying to live with their traumas because all of them were to were doing terrible things in fairy mm-hmm. so now they have to kind of live through their traumas and just sort of try to be normal people um, Lavender and Rose are living in an apartment together. Mm-hmm. They rarely see each other. Lavender is able to get a regular job because all she does is smell great. Um, her her emotions, like she is fragrant like a flower and what that smells like is dependent on her emotions. Right, but uh, whatever she's feeling though also can transmute to somebody mm-hmm. else. So when they smell her feelings, they start feeling them too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, so she's able to kind of get a regular human job. Rose can't because Rose is poisonous mm-hmm. and also completely depressed. Yeah. And sort of able to care for herself, but not really. So she kind of has a job with the archivist for the people who are coming over. Yeah. And it's this funny little bookstore that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, they walk out of their apartment to go do their job stuff mm-hmm. and right on their doorstep a portal opens up mm-hmm. and everybody jumps out. yeah everybody who's a <laughs> everybody who's a <laughs> refugee sort of has the uh has you know it, it's sort of on you to take care of whoever else comes out of a portal mm-hmm. so somebody else comes out and rose automatically is going to take responsibility for that person and it's like this man who's made of metal who comes through but they also they never know if it's going to be like a refugee or a hunter a hunter who's employed by the fairies to steal humans or a fairy or a fairy so it's sort of a okay there's a portal opening let's hide and see what happens and act accordingly mm-hmm. But there's a metal man. So this metal man comes through and he's like right away, oh, you're gorgeous. And he kisses her. But he doesn't die. (gasps) This is the first time that's ever happened in her memory. And she is shocked and amazed. And also like... And it helps that he's handsome. Super helps that he's handsome. And this sort of starts the chain of events of the book. Mm -hmm. So this is the uh, inciting incident, really. (laughs) Like... Now that we've gotten there, here's the inciting incident. And you can also see right away that this is probably uh, the love interest. It kind of feels like Lavender is the love interest, too, but not really. You're Like, the main character, Rose, is emotionally separated from Lavender. And we don't spend a lot of time with her after mm-hmm. the escape anyway, so you don't know what's happening. Yeah, we, we know pretty soon in that Rose thinks that Lavender is beautiful. 
wants and to kiss her, but probably also... would be attracted, like would allow herself to be attracted to her if she didn't think that kissing her would kill her. Right. There's also like sometimes when people come back from fairy, they lose their powers or their powers change. So there's a chance that she's not poisonous anymore, but she doesn't want to try it out because she feels guilty about all these people that she killed. The number of how many people she killed changed a couple times. Like very early in the book, it said three, and then later in the book, it said like dozens yeah i who knows honestly like there was sort of a strange anyway um so so they uh, they bring him into the apartment or to like somebody's apartment and they bring in a doctor and a doctor has like all these things to say you come to learn (laughs) all these things to say i'm gonna skip yeah yeah, at this point (laughs) (laughs) because i think we've gotten the crux of what's happening Uh, there's a lot of great characters um, yeah. What's important in this book is that so all the characters we meet, we don't meet any humans that were not part of fact. Uh, we're not like refugees or anything. We only meet fairy refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, the book doesn't call them refugees, so I guess I shouldn't. But uh, what do they say? It's like it's not the rescued or something. I don't something remember. Something like that. So uh, what's important now is that. Through them trying to get the metal man, whose name is Clarent, through uh, Claret, through like, you know, together, um, you sort of see all of the people who have you know come over and what's happening to them now and how they think about what happened to them and the different ways that fairy is that fairy is that fairy just takes human mythology and just sort of uses it for their own purposes. And they love stories and they love mythology. They don't really have their own and they just play them out over and over and over again. So there's an Avalon and there's the May Queen. There's, um, there's like the Greek gods. Mm -hmm. I can, those are the only three they mention, but you can assume there's a lot more as well. Yeah. 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 So, that's very interesting. And as they go through their day, Claret is just the first one to come through, but there's several more who come through. And this is amazing because usually there's the portals don't open for like months at a time. And now there's lots of people popping through. And we find out that Claret has a magic ability to change people's magic. He can take away like powers he can change powers and so now there's like a great burden like what is like do we make claire do all of this but also we find out a lot about rose's powers rose has poison in her body but in fact her lips and her hands are not like what she excretes or like when she touches is not poison it's like amorous stuff like it's like to get people excited and so she is filled with deep loathing for what she did. No matter what anybody tells her, they cannot get her to understand, which is completely understandable, that it wasn't her fault, that she didn't have a choice. Kind of what it felt like for me, in a lot of ways reading this, was sort of like... almost like sex workers Mm. and people in recovery. Mm, So it's mm -hmm. like drug addicts, former sex workers, people who are trying to heal together from very traumatic pasts and places they didn't mean to go and things they didn't want to do. And now they're here and they're trying to like forgive themselves and forgive each other and move past their trauma. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was all different kinds of people. I think the book 
cover does say like a diversity of people which is true it is true like there's they're both they're diverse and like racially but also like spectrum as far as like gender expression gender expression um and i thought that was very well done too like there was never an explanation uh like straight out it was like well uh so-and-so is uh non-gendered and so-and-so is gendered and likes men and so they like to say that but only but not but as part of story and mm-hmm. it was part of what and so i thought that was good what i didn't like about it was that usually it wasn't from out of the mouths of the person who was who, 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 uh, of that oh, person oh yeah and so it was always somebody else naming that and i didn't like that the one that i didn't like especially was a child came through one of the portals and somebody else explained that they were non-binary Mm-hmm. And somebody else said that we want to make sure that none of their paperwork that we forge for them, you know, has gender on it. And I was like, that's great. I'm fine with that. Except the child didn't say it. So I actually don't know. Like, I, I, I really feel like the child is the one that should have said it. Mm-hmm. Not, not, like, not just like for me as the reader, but because I don't know any of these people. i don't know who's like not a good narrator i don't know who to trust right now there's magic shit going down everywhere one of you assholes could be taking people back to fairy for all i know i don't know who you are right and i do not like hearing about other people's gender preferences out of the mouths as gossip behind other people's backs i find that a little weird Mm. i like it as a preamble yeah I like it as a, hey, just so you know, they, you go by they. <laughs> and they, them pronouns. Great. Awesome. <laughs> but I also really like it when a book has a character go, hi, how are you today, sir? I don't go by sir. I use they, them pronouns. Great. Thank you. How are you today? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No correction. No apology. No like, oh my God, I'm the worst person ever. Just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for telling me your preferences. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't have to happen all the time, yeah. but like, especially when it was the child, I was like, I, I think we deserve to hear it out of the child's mouth. Yeah. They also just met the child. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> it was a conversation that happened outside. It could have happened it in hearing. Yeah, it could have. And yeah. I don't know why the the author chose had to have that not happen. I thought I just thought that was weird. Who knows? I don't know. Um. But yeah, other than that, so it's po- populated with people. They're all great. They're all very interesting. They're diverse. Mm-hmm. They're um, they're not all instantly likable. Nope. Which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are, they are their own characters. Yeah. And you don't have to like all of them, but that doesn't make them bad if you don't like them. Which I also appreciated. Mm-hmm. It's a full world. Anyway. After much haranguing and back and forth, and will we take away the magic? Will we won't? I feel sad. I do not. After a very strange threesome, (laughs) and then a fine threesome, (laughs) the both in hospital situations was like this is not okay. (laughs) Give her a minute. (laughs) She got burned by a lava person. She got burned by a lava person. Don't have sex with her right now. 
right now. So okay, Lavender. I just said they were. This was a world full of like full characters. Lavender was not a full character. Lavender was not a Lavender, full character. Also, Claret was barely a full character. Yeah, he was such a simpering thing. <laughs> but, but Rose, I love you. I'm like you met her yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how I feel reading most of these books. <laughs> Almost every single one of these books. But I love him. Girl, you met him two days ago. Girl, you met him Tuesday. It is Sunday. Like, get over it. <laughs> so, like, so there's... She's wounded. She's healed. She's in a hospital recovering. And Claret's like, I want to kiss you again. And she's like, I kind of want that too, but I killed lots of people. How could you love me? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. It's fine. And Lavender's like, I love you too. <laughs> and then like Claret's like, I'm going to kiss you. And she's like, okay. And so then he kisses Rose. And then Lavender like kisses her on the forehead. And it's like, oh, this is what this book is going for. Like, yeah. This like really loving like... Um, this is why I picked this book. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and honestly, it the, was... The bipolyamory. That's why I picked the book. The bipolyamory, and it was lovely. Yeah. Like, honest to God, like, it, I, as much as I just bitched about it just now. No, it was kind of, yeah, it was a little... Like, what it I... It ended up great, but, like, getting there was kind of like, come on. There was no jealousy. There was no Fact. weirdness. Fact. It was just accepted. Here are mm-hmm. three people who love each other for... Uh, for romance reasons that I'm going to accept. <laughs> they love each other because of plot. And it's nice. Yeah. So, hooray. So then there's, uh, in the end, <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts. Um, they decide to all get together. They have to have a meeting among all the people who've been rescued to tell them about the portals and to mm-hmm. tell them about the healing powers and to make some sort of thing. And this woman who's come in to help figure out people's identities by listening to their uh, to accents. their accents, it's that's a bullshit way to tell somebody's identity. Yeah, by right. The way. Yeah, like she listened to Rose and she's like, "Mazeltov, you're Jewish," yeah. but like from New York. Yeah. And Rose is like, "Okay." Turns out she was, but still. I, well, as far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. Maybe she just she just knows the Kaddish. Is it the Kaddish? Is that the thing? Kaddish. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> and Kaddish might be a food. I think you're thinking of a Kaddish. Yeah, that's Kaddish. That, a Kaddish is a food, <laughs> yeah. which is delicious. delicious. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> I see your true colors. Anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Uh, also, all the, all the other people who were there to, like, help set up people's lives, like that Elric guy, uh-huh. it was just a dick. He, like, gave people <laughs> names, but it was always a dick about it. Such a bitch. I know. So the people who are in charge of establishing lives for the people coming through are all kind of dicks. All of them are dicks. It's like, ah, oh, I know I'm here to help, but I'm so put out by it. It's like, okay, maybe find a different job. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I mean... All of them are also recovering from some horrible trauma. Yes. So some better than others. Yes. You. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. So Lily, it's she's a guilt, literal gilded Lily. Mm-hmm. 
she comes through and she tells everybody what their pasts are by listening to them talk for five seconds. And then no. um, I we're just going to assume it's a magic power. It's a magic power. It's a magic, it's a magic power. power. So her magic power does that. And she, <laughs> and Celia, who's like the like in charge of you the know, mama bear. She's a mama bear. She's like, so we're having this meeting. And the, Lily is like, I am not fucking going to that. Um, you want to tell us that we need to be careful because there could be hunters and fairies out to find us. And you're going to get us all in one place that's the dumbest bullshit i've ever heard in my entire life and she was correct also not a chapter or two before that lily claire and rose are talking and they're like hey do you think they can sense the magic of people who've crossed over and they're not looking for a particular person but like clusters of the magic and like by sheer numbers they can find because that we find out that clarence fairy is trying to get him back yep. so they're like oh so they know this. They yep. figure this out. They're like, hey, do you think it's when there's a group of us together? And then they decide to have this meeting and nobody says anything about Except how that's Lily, not a good idea. Because she's not fucking going. Because she's not fucking... Well, she wouldn't go anyway because she's... But she's the one that says that out loud. Right. But Lily and Rose are... Lavender and Rose already had... Yeah. this theory and yeah. didn't say anything it's like no. they forgot about it i know i know the next morning it was ugh, yeah it was ugh. very frustrating uh also frustrating uh in general so they go and they take care of the big bad blah 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 it's fine in the end it's fine uh claret instead of curing rose makes lavender the way rose is so lavender also has the poisons in her body and makes lavender more poisonous more poisonous and so, but now or they Rose, can. Sorry, makes Rose. Rose more but now they can live together happily. Yeah. And they only want to kiss each other anyway, so it's fine. The best character, the single best character in this, was the fairy who was trapped in a woman's body. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he was, was trying to great. pull all these machinations in fairy and fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and put himself into this woman's body and was like, Oh, all the other fairies are going to kill me because of this. I've got to get out of fairy. <laughs> and this woman is like, I want to die. I'm trying to starve myself. I am suicidal. I hate him. And he's like, shut up. Give me candy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he just keeps eating candy. And one point she's like, stop eating candy. You're going to make us sick. <laughs> uh. And she's like pretty much dead. And so... Oh my god, it's like awful, but it's also amazing because he's like so starved for attention. He's like, company, come on in. Oh, I will tell you all about fairy. Meanwhile, she's like, just, I just want to be left alone. And he's like, no, come inside. I have candy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets bitchy and doesn't want to talk to people anymore. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go. And he's like, no, wait, 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 wait. Will you come back next week? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, please don't come. Let me die. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sad, but also really hilarious. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, and, and then there was also Athena, who is the librarian slash book mm-hmm. person. And she would just, she just had these amazing long monologues that are insane. Insane. And, and I, just like, people are touching my books. Yeah, it's like, it. ostensibly, this is a bookstore. People are going to touch, touch my books. I, don't, I think my favorite joke was that she's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to reorganize the poetry section by publication date. That way nobody can find Leaves of Grass because I do not want to buy it anymore. <laughs> 
Anyway, so there was like some real gems in here. The way uh, they treated sexuality, I thought was very mm-hmm. interesting and mm-hmm. good. It was definitely sexy. Yeah. Like I didn't like the placement of the sex. Right. Plot wise. And I didn't like the way the character's love story was rushed and they didn't get a chance to know each other. I didn't like that we didn't get to know Lavender at all as a human mm-hmm. being, even though we could have spent a lot of time with her. We got to n- nothing yeah, about we her. We always knew what she was feeling because right. we could smell it. But And that wasn't enough. But that No, but and, it's something. And most of the things she says are, Rose! Rose! Rose, I love Rose, you! I love you! Don't die, Rose! Don't I want to kiss you. Oh, God, so many kisses. He's like, I want to clear it. I want to give you kisses. That's all I kept thinking whenever he talked. And he said that all the time. He's like, but Rose, I want to give you kisses. (laughs) (laughs) I love to read that. I was like, don't read it like that. It's very serious. It's a very handsome man who is saying made of I, silver i want to give you kisses I want to but give he said kisses. kisses all the time and he's like but i want to give you kisses yeah like, oh and they kept saying things like give kisses take kisses <laughs> it's like just say kiss each <laughs> other it was really bizarre it was it was bizarre but uh i actually yeah i mean i enjoyed reading this book i enjoyed reading i thought the world building was really interesting the magic was great the magic well the one thing that kind of irked me was rose's like we find out she like the magic that was put in her isn't poison it's actually healing so, like, how healing works in Fairyland is there's a healer who basically uses his power to, like, make things worse so that they heal better all very quickly. It was it was very contrived. Right. And so, like, she actually, like, if that magic were put in somebody else, she'd be healing them. But there's just, like, something intrinsic in her that when that magic is put in her, it makes her poisonous instead of healing. Well, and then I thought, like, did she have, like, I, I thought it was going with she had this disease before. And when they picked her up, she had this disease mm-hmm. when she was a human. But then I was like, no, no, it's something they gave her in fairy. Right. But <sighs> it, it was sort of like when the May Queen wants nightshades which is the class of um fairy that kills people that is poisonous like the hunter looks for people that have this weird particular magic quirk in them because the the part of this world is humans also have magic right inherently but like obviously it's very different so like hunters look for people that have this weird quirk so that when this magic gets cast on them it turns into poison instead of healing it was a little convoluted. Yeah, I, I, I kind of just thought, like, on the whole, mm-hmm. this book didn't want to take its time. Right. It also, it really needed to do, to like, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and yeah. this happened, and this happened. So it all this takes place in a day and a half. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oof. I really loved the world building in Fairy, in, like, the May Queen's court. And when they left right away, I was really disappointed. <laughs> I was a little bored. I think, like, and what Neil and I were talking about before was that there are fairy elders who consume magic to stay alive, Mm -hmm. and they made of their own bodies the fairy themselves to go out and get magic for them so that they would have it to consume. And by, and so then by fairies sort of like getting this magic, 
So if they don't, they themselves will be eaten. Yeah. And then over time, they just sort of decided to bring humans in and cultivate them like cattle. And then they got bored and just started to play with their food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. And I wanted to see more of it. Like, I wanted to spend more time at the May Queen's Court. Yeah. Well, there's another book that I think takes place in Fairy. Oh, yeah. The, like, the yeah. sequel to this? Yeah, I think yeah. the next one takes place in Fairy. Yeah, because they talk about going back to yeah. do something. I don't remember. Yeah. And I think not all the fairies are bad. It's, um... So the thing the thing that I find interesting about this type of fairy, it's not that they're good or evil. Their morality is just so alien to humans that it seems cruel and dangerous, but they're not actually evil. Right. They but just they also, have a completely different view of right. the world. But they also are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so anyway. that was that was a that book. That was a book. That was a book. The Cruel Prince, The Folk of Air, Book One. An instant bestseller. <laughs> I apologize. That's like the first sentence, and it's the weirdest thing. I should say this book is by Holly Black, and we had said it was by Holly Blank before, but I'm we... sorry, I wrote my notes on a train. I can't read it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ms. Black. Ms. Black. Uh, by the number one New York Times bestselling author Holly Black, the first book in a stunning new series about a mortal girl who finds herself caught in a web of royal fairy intrigue. Of course, I want to be like them. They're beautiful as blades forged in some divine fire. They will live forever. As cart as Cardigan. Cardigan? 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 It's one of those where I only... I never said it out loud. I just Car- read it. Cardigan? Cardigan? Yeah. Yes. Um, and Cardigan is even more beautiful than the rest. I hate him more than all the others. I hate him so much that sometimes uh, when I look at him, I can hardly breathe. Jude was seven years old when her parents were murdered, and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there, despite her mortality. But many of the Fae despise humans, especially Prince Cardin, the youngest and wickedest son of the High King. To win a place at court, she must defy him and face the consequences. In doing so, she becomes embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, discovering her own capacity for bloodshed. But as civil war threatens to drown the courts of fairy and violence, Jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself. Bum, bum, bum. This was an odd um, cover because it switched back and forth between like first person and, and third, person, third yeah. person and it introduces it like I want like you usually try to cut out the bestseller stuff for like anything that's like I'm selling the book intrinsic yeah to it's the... like the first sentence and it's part of the first sentence and like it's like it's like one person wrote this three times to try to get the best version and then smash them all together and was like good calling it good like I'm, I, I have Copy editor smash I need to go on my lunch break <laughs> and well and so that's what the book says it is about what uh-huh. is this book about that the end <laughs> no um so something to know right off the bat 
This book has a shit ton of characters. So many. Like, every group of people comes in fours. So it's a lot. So I'm real glad that my tablet has that x-ray thing where I, like, highlight a name. It's like, who the fuck is this? Oh, that person. I care. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start with... Okay, so there are three sisters. Vivienne, Taryn, and Jude. Uh-huh. It's just like, one of these things is not like it. <laughs> but Jude and Taryn are twins? Yep. I, like, I don't know where these names came from, to be perfectly frank. Anyway, um... And then uh, they're sitting at home and this guy comes in and kills, well, yells at their mom. He's like, you left me. And she's like, no. And then he kills their parents. Yep. And then takes them to fairy. Yep. Ta-da. So it turns out that the older sister, Vivienne, is the, okay. So they were kidnapped or taken back to fairy by Maddox. Jude and Taryn's mother and Vivienne's mother used to be his lava. And Vivienne. Wife. Not just lover, wife. Wife. And Vivienne is the product of their marriage. Right, and she's human. She's half fairy, half human. No, Vivienne is half fairy, half human. Yes. The mother was yes. human. Sorry, the mother is human, so Vivienne is half. And then she fell in love with another human who was the blacksmith. And so she took Vivienne and the future husband and went back to Earth. And then they had Jude and Taryn. Mm-hmm. So Maddox, like... You left me for this human you forsake you forsook? Forsaked? Forsook. Forsook your vows. Ah, stabby, 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 everyone's dead. Yeah, right in front of the kids. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so then we cut to ten years later, and Matic is part of the high court. He's not a prince, but he is a general. A general he's the general, like the high general, yep. isn't he? Like he's the head he's of the, the most fairy. Important general. Yeah, the head of the fairy army. In a time when the High Court has brokered a peace with, like, the Wild Fae and, like, the Deep Sea Kingdom and all the minor courts. So there's no war going on. So he's a general that doesn't have an army. Yeah, he hates that. He hates that. He hates it so much because he is a red cap, which I'm assuming is from some sort of mythology. And basically he loves killing people. And then he has a cap and he dips it in their blood. And that's how he sustains himself. Like, he doesn't have to eat. He just dips his cap in blood. I pictured it pointed. I I don't know why. I think he did have to eat. Maybe he just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he doesn't dip his cap in blood often enough, he'll die. That's the impression that I got. Uh, I think that was what she wondered about him. But I don't think it wasn't like a true thing. Okay. It was just like something that she felt that he thought was necessary. Or it sustained whatever kind of magic it is that made him like good. Is it that he, what he was doing. either really liked doing or needed to do? Right. And that was sort of like, that was her conflict. She doesn't know if he needs to do it or if he mm-hmm. wants to do it. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Because if he needs to do it, then it's one thing. If he wants to do it, it's another. Right. So he has also since remarried and sired a new, another child. So now uh, Jude and Taryn are twins and half sisters to Vivienne. Vivienne is half-sister to Maddox's other child, Oak. But Maddox, because he killed Jude and Taryn's parents, is taking responsibility for them and raises them in his household. Right. As he says, it's sort of like a fairy. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. So they get a fairy education and they try and... And sort of treated as children of the court. Right. Which pisses Despite off the... everybody else. Every, absolutely everybody else. Everybody knows right away that they're mortals. 
and hates them for it. And daughters of a faithless wife. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I thought this there was a a moment where this book got into the fact that like Taryn and Jude have periods, obviously, because they're human. And then like as the narrator, she's like, "Yeah, you might be wondering, like, yeah, fairies do kind of have periods, but like." I don't know, it's like once every hundred years or something. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult for uh, fairies to have children, we discover, which is really interesting. And, like, something that they use against humans. Like, oh, you just populate, like, like ants, like vermin. But obviously they're jealous of that fact. Anyway. Right. Um, so I thought going into this book right away, Jude's relationship with Maddox was super interesting. Yes, agreed. Because she's like... I... I... I he has been like a father to me. So she doesn't... Like, she kind of loves him like she would a father, but she also knows that he's terrible and killed her parents. So it's very... She's like, I respect that he, like, raised me and what it's been costing him to raise me, but also he killed my parents. Right. And she- also, I want to be here so badly, but also I don't. And, like... It'd be so easy to go back to Earth, but it's been so long that that's a life that I don't even know anymore. And it was I found her inner conflict really interesting. I also like Vivian because, like, uh, so the twins sort of, they went fairy side. Like, mm-hmm. they, they in, just like any young ch- child, you know, t- where they change at a big age, like, they remember some of it, they know what happened, but honestly, they just need to to fit in and they, mm. they try their hardest to do that. Yeah. Vivian doesn't feel the same way. Oh, she hates and it. she, she promises that she's going to never love Maddox and she's going to hate him mm-hmm. her whole life. And she does that. Yep. She has a girlfriend on, on earth that she is like trying to like figure it out so that she can go live with her kind of thing. Like it's great. Um, so yeah, Jude wants to, uh, enter into this. Okay. No, to begin with, the High King of Fairy has decided that he doesn't want to be alive anymore. Because <laughs> that's how fairies work. Uh-huh. They live forever until they get killed or if they decide they don't want to be alive anymore. Right. He's like, I've done this long enough. I'm done. And they have this sort of concept of an afterlife. Right. That they don't have a religion. So it's just sort of this like nebulous, oh, we go to this like better place when we're done kind of thing. Um, so the High King's like, okay, I'm ready to die. This is the date I'm going to die. So I need to have a coronation before then. And when the court was forged out of all these, like, warring courts... The May Queen, actually. Yes. There was a curse placed on the crown so that basically the crown can only be worn by someone of this particular bloodline. It has to be... At the coronation, the crown has to be given by somebody of the same bloodline. And if you steal the crown, kill somebody wearing the crown, or try and wear the crown without um, being of the right bloodline, or of somebody of the bloodline giving you the crown, you die. Yep. So it's like hard and fast. Like, she th- she thought through all the loopholes. So impo- well, and they have to. That's one of the things that fairies do. They think through all the loopholes because they cannot lie. Because they can't lie, which is... I wish this book made more of that. I thought they did a... It's the main plot. Well, no, the main plot is that she can lie and they can't. But I wish there had been an instance of, like, them using word trickery. 
Like, oh, there wasn't yeah, a lot there of wasn't that. a lot of word Because that's because that's what like the the old fairy stories are. Right. It's just, you well, know, like I the think Oracle it's... at Delphi. It's like purposefully misleading, but technically not. Well, untrue. I think it's hard because since she was. She is. She was schooled with them, mm-hmm. and so she knows all their word tricks, mm. and she's just as good at it. So they can't actually use their word tricks against her, and okay. they rarely use their word tricks against each other. Right. So that would be silly. We'd actually we it wouldn't make any sense. Otherwise, we just think she was stupid. <laughs> I I just wanted to see it once, like a really really good one. That she then has to, like, figure her way out of, and she does. Yeah. But, no, whatever. It's fine. Um, so the the king is ready to die. He has seven kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the three eldest are contenders for the throne. Um, prince, the oldest is Prince Baalkin. And then there's a princess that's mentioned, like, two times. And then there's Prince Dane. And Matic works for Prince Dane. And of course they each have their own like spheres of influence. Matic works for Prince Dane. So everyone of everyone in the household is like, oh Matic's gonna support him to be and everyone's kinda like, yeah, Bilkin's kind of a fuck up, even though he's the oldest, he just kinda is like, you know, a man about town. But like Dane is very austere and people feel that he has the sort of strength to maintain the hold that the High Court has on the lower courts and all this stuff. So, leading up to the coronation, there's this tournament in which people can people can enter anyone can enter the tournament, and people who wear like a green sash means that they are entering the tournament and want to be considered to be offered knightship at one of the princes or princesses' courts. And Jude's like, "I want to do it," and Maddox's like, "No," and she's like, "No, but I want to," and he's like, "Okay, let's talk about this." After the coronation, yeah. and here's like, here's where two important things come in. This is a YA lit, yes, because it's uh, because the main character is young and is going through a life change and mm-hmm. all of that. I usually hate YA because of a very specific uh, thing that bothers the fuck out of me, which is the I'm young and you're all adults. Uh, I willfully misunderstand uh-huh. the things that you're doing and you refuse to tell me true things, which just enables me to try to make shit up to willfully <laughs> misunderstand you even further so that it's just a big miscommunication thing. Uh-huh. The Harry Potter books are built on that. Harry Potter is like, that Snape man, he's trying to kill me. And everybody else is like, he's a teacher who's a good guy. He's probably, he's not trying to kill you. And he's like, no, that guy's trying to kill me. Oh, no, not trying to kill me. It was a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Harry. <laughs> Which was like, when everybody, when you get to like the sixth book and everybody's like, oh, see, he was bad. I'm like, fuck you. I Read want- all the other books. I wanted it to be uh, a double mislead. I wanted him to actually turn out to be bad because everybody that I talked to was like, no, obviously he's good. I wanted him to end up being bad because nobody thought he was bad. Anyway. It was, ugh, it was anyway. very frustrating. I hate every YA lit that does this and right. every YA lit does this, uh-huh. including this one. Mm. Because Maddox, of course, has his own, like, uh, 
has his own shit going on right. that he can't talk about mm-hmm. for obvious reasons that become obvious later. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. But also because he's a fucking high general at a royal court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got secrets. Fuck yeah, off. yeah, yeah. What I appreciated about this is that she doesn't mil- willfully misunderstand him. His machinations are outside of hers. She doesn't give a fuck, really, what he's doing. Yeah. She needs to get her shit done. And if she can't do it column A way, she'll do it column B way. Right. Fuck you, Matic. Because... And I was like... Okay. She's a general's daughter, and he has raised her on, like, war tactics. Yes. And she's like, okay. And also, look out for number one. And she's like, okay. Um, when I'm at school, like, quote, school, uh, all the, like, that prince and all of his friends try to kill my sister and me, and nobody can do anything about it. So I need to figure shit out. And she's like, okay, if I'm a knight then I'm golden. And Maddox's like, no, don't do it. And she's like, so what? You're you're just gonna, like, let me keep getting horribly bullied to the point that I have almost died a couple times? Like, you're okay with that? Fuck you, no. I'm gonna go be a knight and try and get to this one princess's court. Right, and her like, sister, yeah, sure. on the other hand, is like, I'm going the opposite way. I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna I'm, marry a fairy guy. I'm gonna marry a fairy who's up high, and I'm just gonna be happy. Secret boyfriend. Secret boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And... And they and that makes a wonderful conflict in the story right away too because mm-hmm. these two girls who are very close to each other mm-hmm. immediate divide. Yeah, it was really cool. Here's the other thing though that I have to bring up right now. This is the point in the book where you realize you're not reading a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I well. Nope. Not a romance novel. No, but... Not a romance novel. The romance line. It's a very good book. The romance plot line is very romancy. It's not a romance novel. It's not a romance novel, but... Claire wins this. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. (laughs) But the, you know, the plot B, the romance plot... Yes. ...is... Uh, she falls for a guy who misleads her and then it turns out that she's actually attracted to the guy that she hated the whole time. trope, 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 trope. Trope, 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 trope. Yes, and it's full of all the good tropes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I'm not going to say good tropes. I'm going to say used tropes. It's not true. It's trope. Well-tread trope. Yeah. Well-tread trope. Anyway... So, but so I needed everybody to know this because that's this is the exact point in the book when I realized both of those things. Sure, but also this is where two important things happen. One, she starts kind of hanging out with Prince Prince Cardin. Is that what we said? Mm-hmm. Cardin is the youngest prince and of her age group, so they're in like quote school together, and he's like the worst to her. And one of his friends is this fox guy named Locke. Jude and Locke kind of start hanging out. They, like, make out a few times. And, you know, whatever. Also, um, Prince Dane comes to her and is like, So, I hear that you, um, want to be a knight in my sister's court. She's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, I also hear that because you're a human, you can lie. She's like, yeah? And he's like, hey be a spy for me She's and the like, moment that yes! the moment that happened i swear to god i heard neil screech from across <laughs> like four states because he's like suddenly this book became not just a fairy book that took place in fey on the fey court and the romance was the b plot which is also neil's favorite thing but also it was spies yes! <laughs> 
and not just like oh go to that country and spy like I'm I need to keep tabs on my brother because we're both fighting for the crown kind of spies and she's like, going for real pas- spy stuff yes secret passages in the kingdom in the castle f- killing people oh god it was great it was it, um, it really was yeah he also so also another thing um Arya Stark has nothing on on Jude <laughs> Well, I mean, face stealing, but I don't, she continued it. I don't know what that means. No! <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers! Neil doesn't know anything about Game of Thrones. Send him your Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but please make them up. Hashtag made up Game of Thrones spoilers! The dragons are actually three men in a costume. So, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I try, I just, they can't all be gems. Um, so, also, out of this bargain... Oh, I meant to, when I started saying... Th- they also constantly have to worry about, like, if they eat fairy food, they get super addicted to it. And they can be ensorcelled, which is one of my favorite oh, words. That's a good word. Um, fairies can, at will, just sort of, like, impose their will on humans and make them do whatever. And there are ways against it. Like, she has to carry a sprig of a certain plant on her person, and that protects her. Or it's like a, a, a chain of flowers and whatever. It's berries. Yeah. Um, and so, part of the spy gig is um, Prince Dane puts... Is it called an Aegis? Yeah. I think they called it an Aegis. An Aegis on her, so that no, no matter whether or not she has the plants, no fairy can put a glamour on her except for him mm-hmm. she's like great all those assholes at school that keep trying to like charm me so that I jump out of a window and die don't have to worry about that anymore right, but then but he's like she has to pretend she has to pretend because he's like if anyone knows that you suddenly aren't charmed anymore they're gonna get suspicious and you're useless to me as a spy and guess what happens when people are useless to me Right, you're well, gone. And she gets in trouble because this guy tries to kill her yes. by ensorcelling her yeah. and telling her to jump out a window. And she's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Because he like took the, the necklace off of her. So right. he's like, oh, I know I can do this. And, and she like stabs him in the neck or oh, something. Oh, yeah, she beats she? the shit out of him. Yeah, she, she ends gets... up killing him later. Yeah, it was great. great. <laughs> he, he like sneaks into her bedroom and is going to like kind of rape killer and she's like oh no I'm so stab 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 roll him up in a sheet hide him under the bed and then later bury him in the stables <laughs> yes oh it was so good the stables had big bugs in it by the way uh, it was not regular horses frogs. frogs and bugs oh oh yeah 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 they rode oh no the frogs were made from the plants and that's what they used to get to earth but the stables were full of like giant beetles yes 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 yeah it was nuts it was nuts this whole place is nuts <laughs> Anyway. But I love how she talked about it like it was normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, blah, blah, blah. Some stuff happens. So then we get to the coronation. Uh And everyone, and it's this, like, series of events in which the High King releases his magic so that it can be, or, like, his claim to the crown so that it can be passed on to the next person. And, um, they're at the coronation. The whole royal family is up on the stage. And um, the king does his thing, and he's just about to crown Prince Dane. And Balekin comes in and was... Did he kill him? He killed Dane. He kills Dane, and he's like, make me king. And the, and the former high king is like, 
Now I'm not gonna do that. And then he like one by one kills all of his siblings and his mother, stepmother, stepmother. Yeah. He, he kills, he them kills all. everyone else in the family and is just like, I'm gonna keep doing it until you make me king. And the high king's like, nope. And then just dissipates into nothing. Because now, uh, except Cardin. Prince Cardin lives. He's the youngest prince. The youngest prince who was under the tutelage of Balkin, but Balkin was also super abusive to him. There's a scene where Bale, or Jude snuck into Balkin's castle and saw him beating Cardin, and she's like, oh shit, now I feel bad for him. Yeah, Cardin is one of... She, she assumes in a nice bit of misdirection that Cardin is the worst of all the fairies. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not. He just doesn't want to... He doesn't want to be involved with court life... He just kind of wants to be left alone to do his own thing, like hang out with his friends and do fairy drugs. He was also in love with this girl, and then uh, shit went down. Uh-huh. She left him for Locke, and now Locke and is then- dating Jude, so it pisses off the girl, which pisses off Cardin, like everyone's angry teenager angst to the nth degree because they were mortal. Yep. It's great. And have so, powers. Right. So now... Um, Balkin needs Cardin to crown him king, but Cardin went missing during the coronation. Also, Jude finds out that Maddox was in on it, even though he was said he was working for Dane. He was actually working for Balkin because he knew that Balkin would start a war. And what does a general want? To be at war. So Jude's like, okay, I didn't like this guy, but now I super hate this guy that is my father, I guess. But now he's like a traitor. And I know that he did it because he was like looking out for his own family, but what a shithead. And then everybody's looking for Cardin, especially Balkin, because he needs Cardin to coronate him. And it's all kinds of crazy. And then Jude's like, well, I need to find my other spies who are loyal to Dane. And they decide, hey, you know what? Do you know what's the most important thing right now? To keep Balkin for being king, because that's not what Dane wanted. And our loyalty is to the high court. She finds Cardin, and she's like, okay, we gotta do something about this. She's suddenly the most powerful person in fairy. And she's like, okay, well, I can, like, bargain him off. I gotta make a deal. This and this and this. Fairies love deals. It's gonna be great. There's also with... uh, That's when she realizes that her, like... I don't know what you're going to say, but I, it's correct, but it might be out of order. No, it's like during this process. Okay. About Oak? Yeah, no, no, it's not yet. Then when is it? She doesn't, no, she doesn't find that out till way later. Uh, well, uh, the stuff that, like, she talks to the other courts and they're like, oh, we're going to get But the next thing that me, happens is she finds out about the guy she's dating. Oh, that's right. Locke was actually secretly dating her sister. <laughs> and was, like, doing this dumb shit. Like, he was testing both of them. And, like, was sort of engaged to Taryn. It was just like, oh, hey, if you... I'm gonna, like, pretend to be into your sister. And if you prove that you're okay with that, then I'll marry you. Some dumb shit. It was super dumb. But what's important about this, to find out, because she is so hurt that her sister would betray her like this... 
would keep secrets from her that they have a sword fight in they the duel. house. They duel mm-hmm. and they get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. And Maddox is like, you guys, you can't fight each other. Family's the most important thing ever. And she's like, hey, yeah, yeah, I also believe that. Why is my family dead, asshole? Right. And also, Vivienne ensorcels them to stop fighting, yep. and it doesn't work on Jude because the Aegis still exists even though Dane is dead. Which is good for her. That means no fairy can ever ensorcel her ever again. Ever again, because the only one who could is dead. It's amazing. So she's immune to fairy magic, essentially. Yeah. Um, so then it's like, oh shit, Vivian's kind of figuring out. She's like, ah. So then she's like, I gotta go. Meanwhile, Cardin and the other spies are like holed up in the in the secret spy cove place. She's like, keep an eye on him. She gets back, they untied him, and they're all kind of getting drunk together. And having the best time. And Cardin's like, whatever. I'm safe here, so this is really yeah, the best Cardin's deal like, for me. I know everyone's trying to get me. I hate my brother. He's just going to use... Chances are that as soon as I coronate him, he's going to kill me because I'm still competition. I don't want to be involved with any of this shit. I just want to get drunk and do fairy drugs. <laughs> That's she, all I want. And so, But she's got to double check that. So she puts him like aside and is like, we got to talk about this. Is that really what you want? He's like, yeah, I do not want power. And then she's like, that is makes me real hot. Let's kiss. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's kind of intimated to Maddox that she knows where he is. And Maddox's like, okay, if you tell me, I'll get us a really good deal out of this. And there's one point, Balekin's like, oh, you can be one of my knights. You'll be, like, one of the highest positions in the court. And she's like, let me think about it. She has this thing where she finds herself making all of these fairy deals. And she's like, it's going to catch up to me and bite me in the ass at some point. But, like, I'm just going to keep rolling until that happens. Sorry! At which point, she that's when she talks that's to her That's when she finds out. So, um, well, Locke's mother used to be a consort of the High King and was poisoned. That, how they, how she figured out it was his mother is a very thin connection. Um, and it turns out that her, uh, foster mother, Oriana, was friends with Locke's mother and also had been, had been a consort of one of the princes. And she's like, being a consort of the royal family is fucking dangerous because you have a target on your back all the time. Yep. So she finds out that her adopted brother, Oak, is actually the product of a tryst between Locke's mother and the High King. So he's a secret prince. Ergo, he can become king. Or dictate who becomes king because he's able to coronate someone. Ah! So she goes to the lower courts and she's like, I got, it. I got someone else. Someone better than Balekin. We're going to be great. And they're like, oh, you mean Cardin? And she does a fairy trick where she's like, one of the princes or something like that. One of the living princes. So she doesn't say that it's Oak, but she doesn't say nobody that knows this. Because nobody right. knows, but she doesn't say that it's not Oak. So here's that fairy stuff that you were talking about that you wanted. Right. Right. Sure. Um, even though she can just lie, but she didn't. She was right. using like fairy, fairy right. trickery. Anyway, so then she, she meets with Cardin and basically she hatches this plan that she's going to have Cardin coronate Oak and then they're going to run away to the mortal realm to raise him to not be an asshole. Meanwhile, the the high court doesn't have a monarch because Balekin isn't king. So the, all the other courts are like, well, fuck this shit. Anyway, so she's going to spirit him away 
to the mortal realm and Cardin is going to stay behind to sort of like keep an eye on things. Right. She's like, great. So then they stay. So she kind of makes a deal with her father. Like you're the one who's going to be in charge. Yes. Which she doesn't necessarily want, but she wants him to think that he she is. also, she fairy tricks him into thinking She that. fairy tricks him too. So then she stages like a coronation and tricks Cardin into becoming king. Until Oak can come back and take the crown back from him. And that's the one thing that Cardin didn't want. He's like, I don't want this shit. And she's like, don't worry, you're not going to be king. And then she tricks, she like sort of manipulates fairy trickery so that Oak coronates Cardin and he becomes king. And then they just run away to the mortal realm. Yep. End of the book. It's nuts. It's crazy. I loved it. (laughs) It was so intense. It was very intense. Oh. It, the, it was oh the intrigue, the, the court intrigue was so good. It was very good. I Ugh. I was highly appreciative of like the type of stuff that was in there. It was not a romance novel, which is why I loved it. I know it sounded like it from the description. It did sort of, and it's called the cruel. I thought because it's called the cruel prince, and obviously Cardin is the cruel prince. That he would be the love interest and the main thrust yes. of the yeah. Yes. I was misled. You had all kinds of good reasons. I had good. Yes. Intent. We've both done this, so it's oh yeah, and we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll do it again. But I just wanted, you know, but so, but it was delightful. It, it yeah. was a super fun read. Like yes, and it was all those intriguing stuff, uh, and it was great. And honestly, like those two were like from the moment he's introduced, you're like, oh, that's it's that's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're gonna get together, but they're gonna get together. Right, and usually, usually I hate it. And this, usually, I was thinking about this on the walk over here today. I usually hate it when it's like the two people who hate each other, and then. It's because they actually are attracted to each other and they just don't know it, blah, blah, blah. And we find out he's had a thing for her for so long and he hates himself for having a thing for a mortal. He thinks it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, and, and because I could see it coming, I could see all the things. Like, I could see him saving her when she thought he wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I could see, like, when she discovered the note with her name written a billion times. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. because he likes it's you. It's because he's in love with you, yeah. So we all know. She didn't know. But the... The fact, I think the fact that I was kind of on board with those two isn't that it's like a sane world with two fucked up people. Their entire lives, everything around them is super fucked up and treacherous. And they're kind of sane in it. Yeah. So it's, we can't, it's not like, um, like the, the prairie doctor lady who's just like crazy for no reason. It's like these people are fucked up in a fucked up situation in a fucked up world. Yep. And they, being honest about your feelings is dangerous. So of course they aren't honest about their feelings even to themselves because that's a danger to them. So I was kind of on board with the two of them. I did like Locke up until we found out that he was an asshole because he's like a sexy fox guy. I always kind of, And we talked about foxes in the earlier episode. Sexy foxes are always great. Yeah. I knew he was going to be a jerk. In part because, it, yeah. like, he like I could read the fairy things he was saying, and I was like, oh, he's... Right, 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 right. Oh, he's with the sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all knew that she would end up with Cardin and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and it wouldn't be because she realized she liked him more. It's because Locke is going to do something to fuck her over. Right. What I appreciated, though, was how far they went. Right. And also, he... There were... Okay. So he was trying to... Basically being like, I'm bored, so I'm going to make her fall in love with me. But some of the stuff that he did to do that, even though it was, like, from a very fucked up place, 
some of it was actually really genuinely lovely. Like the point where he's like, oh, you think that Cardin and my friends are these like perfect, infallible creatures and then he take he invites her to a party where all there's they're just like lying around fucked up out of their minds and she's like no he's like no look they're idiots just like everyone else like yeah. they're not perfect they're nothing to be afraid of so i thought that was nice i did too i really did and his whole like oh my mom's dead wear her dress man that was weird what a dick uh yeah anything uh, else no that was that book that was that book that was that book Okay. Okay. Shall we fuck, Mary kill some people? Let's fuck, Mary kill some fairies. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Okay. I can also go first if you'd rather. I don't know. I'm going first. Okay. It's fine. Neil Higgins. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Uh-huh. Lava man. Uh-huh. A uh, sword man when he's a sword. Okay. Sword man when he's a sword. Because yeah. he's attractive when he's not a sword. Yeah. Or Did we even mention that? Clarence turns into a sword. Clarence turns into a sword. He's a blacksmith that also gets turned into a sword. He's also a sword. Yeah. Sword <laughs> man. Christine looks so confused. Well, you know, I mean, the ladies were, were flowers. Right. Of a kind. Of a sort. So he's a sword man. Sure. Sword man, lava man, uh-huh. or bear woman. Oh. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Oh. It's not an easy one. It's not. No. Well, I want to marry the bear woman. Uh-huh. That makes sense and I'm on board. Yeah. But fucking either of the other two will be super painful. Yes. I think I'll fuck the sword man. Uh, yes, this when is he's the correct cr- This is the correct choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't just point the blade away and you're fine. Well, also, he's magical. Like, actually, like, he stabs people all the time, but when he stabs them, he gives them magic. Yeah, but they get, like, transformed into and werewolves and a things. A sword of peace. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that, that whole thing that was super important that we touched on for, like, two sentences. Um, it was only for Arthurian legend nerds. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Okay, so yeah, I'll marry the bear woman, fuck the sword man, and kill the lava man. Excellent. I'm going to fuck the lava man. That's going to hurt so bad. Yeah, but he sits down like he was actually kind of a good kisser at first for like just a little <laughs> bit. Like, you know, the before the third degree know, burns happen. Even in the description, you have to admit, it was like, oh, he's into this. Yeah. And, well, yeah, because she was using magic. Right, magic touch, yeah. touch and all, but it sounded like he was pretty good at it. I'm going to say I'm mostly magic and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but that's why I'm not going to marry him. Okay. Okay. I am going to marry the sword man. But he's a sword. Yes, but I, you know, it's fine. I will wield him. Oh. Yeah, now okay. I have a sword, man. Okay. <laughs> so you'll kill the bared woman, bear woman with your sword man? With my sword man. And then... Okay. And I'll also kill the lava man with my sword man. Okay. <laughs> No, but the lava man melts the sword man, yeah, as we saw in the book. This is very complicated. It's very. It's like a whole rock paper scissors situation. <laughs> lava man. Lava man melts sword man. Sword, sword man, man kills, kills bear, bear woman. woman. Bear woman spits on lava man to puts out his. I don't bear know. Bear hug. Bear hug. Yeah, but that would catch her on fire. And she just smolders it. But the the fur protects her. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. She uses herself like a blanket to. Yes, okay. yes, 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 okay. yes, yes, yes. Great. I'm glad we 
Yeah, sure. This is excellent. Okay. Claire. Uh-huh. Fuck, Mary kill. Bailkin. Ooh. The May Queen. Uh-huh. Or Matic. Ooh. Hmm. So the, like, dangerous, awful fairy folk. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I am going to marry Matic. Okay. Because he is loyal. Yeah. <laughs> Family above all else. Family above all else. And he's rich. And he's rich. They never talk about money. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's, I think it's everyone... I think they barter in favors. But nobody who's at that level of wealth really ever talks about money. Well, sure. Um, but I will say, I thought, uh, yeah, if you are married to him, he is 100% on your side. Yeah. Uh, he's super smart, wants to take care of you, uh, loves to buy you pretty dresses, uh-huh. wants to make sure you show yourself off. And, you know, like, honestly, if she had asked him to be a knight at any time when there wasn't a coronation, he probably would have said yeah, yes. When he wasn't trying to betray yeah. the prince that he served. Yeah. Right. And take over the kingdom. Yeah. No. Yeah, sure, he's been sure, like, sure. yeah, I support yeah, you Yeah, because he... He knew about Oak, right? Yes. So well, he wanted because to, he was always planning on taking over the kingdom. He was going to instill Oak as a puppet king. Yeah. 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 yeah like that was install always that was king. always his plan. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the mo- uh, the moment where Jude, where Jude, where Maddox realized that Jude outmaneuvered her. Ah, oh, it was very satisfying. It was. It was. Yeah. So, but I'm still going to marry him. Yeah. Sure. And honestly, he's probably pretty good in bed. Probably. Um, I hope he doesn't wear the cap, though. Oh, God, no. It didn't seem like he would. He, like, keeps it in a case. Yes. Except when he needs it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was like a museum sort of situation. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to kill Belkin. Uh-huh. Because enough of that. Like, enough of that. Enough of that. Ugh. Just, like, a lot was going on there. I didn't yeah. Need, I don't need any part of that. Nope. I'm out. Nope. Which means... I'm going to fuck the May Queen. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be great. It'll probably be the last thing you ever do. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know a guy who's going to, you know, avenge me. Yeah, sure. My husband. The sword guy? No. Oh, 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 Maddox. Yes, Yes, Maddox, too. That is a different face. Sorry. (laughs) It's late and we've been drinking. Okay, I'm going to do the same. I'm also going to marry Matic. Even though he was, like, fundamentally an awful person, he was also still a very caring person. Yeah. I found him, his character was very interesting. Yeah. And just that you never knew where, like, you knew where you stood, but also you never knew where you stood. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was great. Um, and then I get pretty dresses for the ball. So many pretty dresses. Oh, God, that was great. Um, I would also fuck the May Queen. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if it said this. I imagine that she's like 10 feet tall or something. <laughs> but she's very big. I always imagine the May Queen is short. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I mean, specifically the one in... Um, uh, Kristen Chenoweth. That's who I imagine oh, is the May Queen. okay. Kristen Chenoweth. Okay. Except with a bitch face on most of the time. <laughs> See, I imagine, like, um, Isabella Rossellini in Death Becomes Her, but, like, Ooh, 10 feet tall. Okay, yes. And proportioned, too. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isabella Rossellini agrees. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll fuck her. And then, yeah, I'm going to kill Bilkin. He's gross and yeah. dumb. Gross and dumb. Gross and dumb. Like, yeah, Maddox killed his wife who left him. But it was like an honor thing, which is, you know, fucked up and, you know, a whole other thing. But Bilkin, like, we saw Bilkin get excited about whipping Cardin. Yeah. He was into it. Yeah. 
Also, he killed all of his siblings. One after the other. One right after the other. Just because he he felt that he was entitled to to the crown. Entitled people do that kind of bullshit. He yeah. Anyway, uh, of all the characters, uh huh. Who'd you fuck? Who'd you marry? And who'd you kill? I would totally fuck Locke because he sounded like a good time. Yeah, I did. Even though he was a big jerk. Yeah, I did. One hundred percent fuck that guy. Yep, yep. Um, and I think I would probably marry Cecilia. Or Cecile? Celia. Celia from yeah. um, our first book, Poison Kiss. I think, I thought like... Yeah. She sh- had her head on her shoulders. Yeah, she, of everybody, had her shit together. Um, <laughs> she was the only person in that book who had their shit together. Yes. Well, um, what's her face? The language lady had her shit together. Yeah, she wasn't going to put up with anything. She didn't put up with anybody else's <laughs> shit. I got my own shit. It's together. I have room for nobody else's shit. <laughs> Like a gilded lily. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought she had her shit together. She also knew uh-huh. what she was doing. She was very kind. And she was working for this community and very hard for it, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I would marry her. And okay. I think out of everybody, I think I would kill... Which character was that? <laughs> I, I'm, de- I, I'm deeply sorry. Um, who is the person that she killed in her bedroom? That guy. Who's that fairy? That guy. That, that fairy guy. guy. He deserved to die. Yeah. He was the worst. He was pretty awful. He tried to kill her bunch, and actually, none of the other fairies liked him either. Yeah, nobody <laughs> liked him. And he was like, that guy's fucking crazy, but because of who his dad is, we kind of have to hang out with him. Right, and so, like, even when she told Cardin, she's like, oh, I killed that guy. He's like, ah, he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I'm gl- I couldn't, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, well, that's good to know. And yeah. she kind of even thinks, like, man, if I told Maddox, he'd probably, like, be proud of me. Yeah. And I think he would have. <laughs> probably, yeah. That guy was a dick. Okay. And you? Um, I'm going to fuck Vivienne. Okay. Or Vivi, the half-fairy older sister. Yes, yes. Um, she was, I mean, she was, she was a bit much. But she was also uh, really sweet in a certain way. Oh, in a big way. And I, she seems like she'd be really fun in bed. I thought she she really knew who she was. Yeah. And uh, her girlfriend was okay not knowing a bunch of stuff. I mean, I think part of that is because the sex was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and she really did want to live on Earth. And mm-hmm. she didn't want to live in Fairy. But mm-hmm. she did feel, like, upset about not being able to fit in Fairy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was also a really interesting part right. of her character. And she still also felt kind of responsible for Jude and Taryn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I thought she was great. She was great. Um, I'm going to marry Clarence. Uh-huh. He's a bit of, a little bit of a wet blanket, but he was also, like, really nice. And he's made of metal. That could be fun. Yeah. But, like, the metal softened when you touched him. So it'd be really interesting. I yeah, know. I thought so too. I think um, he seems clingy. He's a little clingy. And clangy. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was a nice guy. No, he was, yeah, very he was nice. Great. Okay, and then I'm going to kill Taryn. Whoa. Yeah, Jude's twin sister, because the whole time she's just like, 
no, you don't fight, don't fight. Even though, like, their entire lives they've been trying to keep their heads down and it's not working. And Taryn's just like, Jude, you're an idiot. We just have to do everything they want and then they'll leave us alone. Obviously not true. And then she betrays her sister so she can, like, marry some fox guy. She's also looking out for number one and she betrays her family. Right, well, and also, yes, absolutely. And, like, her parting words often to Jude were shitty. Yeah. Like, as she's, like, she's, you know, after they've had their duel, she turns to their general father, not father, and says, oh, she knows where Cardin is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, she was like, bitch? I mean, I do, but bitch? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't great. No. She she was willing to throw anyone under the bus to get what she wanted. Yeah. In a way that was icky. Yep. So, she's done. And the books? Uh, I... Okay, so I'm definitely going to marry the Cruel Prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I mean, was it perfect? No. no. But I, it had all kinds of things that Highly I Highly enjoyable. Yes. Um, Poison Kiss. <sighs> okay, I will also marry uh, the Cruel Prince, and yeah. I think I'm going to pick up those other books. Yeah. Um, Poison Kiss... I'm gonna fuck it, but with yeah. reservations. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think I think there was a lot that was really good in it. Mm-hmm. I would also say it was written, possibly, and I don't know, and it's not fair of me to say, but it felt like a really new writer who had some really really good mm-hmm. ideas, but also didn't know how to structure this in such a way so that the pacing made sense. Yeah. It was oftentimes very boring. Yeah. Like, there was long stretches of world build... Not world building. I don't want to say world building. There was long stretches of just sad feels. Mm-hmm. That, and then lots of plot very quickly. And then lots of plot very quickly. And it just... And, like, where things happened didn't make sense. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I have to get the romance going, so I guess these three should kiss. And also, it, it did that thing where it's... The kisses were and like the the comforting with the sex that kind of shit like you can't fix people's depression with sex fact and in a lot of the books that we read it straight up says it that yes i can do this i'm going to cure Mm -hmm. this with this in this one it implied it in a way that was not healthy I yeah. felt like. And it was not okay. Yeah. But there was so much other in it that was really good. Yeah. And was really interesting. Yeah. So I don't think I want to fuck it, but I'm definitely going to fool around with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like second base. Okay. Third base. That sounds great. A blow. I want to support it. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I want, I, I want this writer to write a lot more books. Yes. And possibly they have. And possibly I should go get them. Yes. Great. Splendid. Um, so now it's time for our favorite game. <gasps> Christine Guess! Okay, listeners, we have a special treat for you today because we felt that we could not continue without making this very important change. Say hello, Christine. Hello. Christine's on a mic! Oh. So now we can Hi. actually hear, so y- you listeners can hear all the amazing things that she says. When we play Christine Guess. <laughs> Christine, are you ready for Christine Guess? I am very ready. Great. Okay, Claire. Yes. What are we reading next? All right. Our next two books are 
Entangle Me, A Malfi Coast by Maggie Way mm-hmm. and Legally Wed by Rick R. Reed. Okay, I don't know what Amalfi Coast really is, so I'm just going to say hairdressers. <laughs> I feel like that's in a, 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 a column of of jobs that would go together. Mm-hmm. So close. That was a... Sure. sure okay. Sure. I'll uh, pretend like that made sense. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, well, when we get to it, I'll explain what Okay, okay, okay. My, um, my second guess would be because it has coast in it, love boat style cruises. Ooh. Or lifeguards. Ooh. Is, is it any of these things? No. Okay. So. <laughs> these are all very exciting. I hear legally wed and I think weddings but that's a stupid theme because every book has a wedding so far <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know um is it surprise weddings <laughs> that's that's not I mean that's not it but that's interesting okay so what it is is wedding planners oh and that's why it's like hairdressers are in the same sort of column of jobs like you need a hairdresser at a wedding but also like it's like people who put together like so of the 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 parthenon that is weddings one of the supporting columns is hairdressers yes let's do that sure well but so yes wedding planners so both of these books are about people who are going to get married and fall in love with their wedding planner or are themselves a wedding planner. Oh. Okay. Are they a wedding planner who falls in love with the wedding? Um, I don't know. Oh, I hope that's true. I'm going to marry this wedding. (laughs) So the wedding has to go on forever so that their marriage can go on forever. Mm -hmm. Bum, bum, bum. That's totally a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fucked in the butt by my own wedding. <laughs> Paging Mr. Tingle. Paging Mr. Tingle. Okay, great. I'm excited for that. I mean, maybe. You know how I feel about weddings. I mean, you know, it's a commitment. Yeah. To okay, read great. These books. Uh, thank you, Claire. Uh, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. Welcome on Mike. Hey. We love having you here. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. Please uh, spread the word of this very profound knowledge that we impart onto you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, tell your friends, tell your enemies, start cults. Ooh, yeah. Start a cult. The Worship cult, us. The cult of FMK. Mm hmm. Oh, I'd feel good about that. <laughs> um, but don't tell us about it so that we only find out about it until after the suicide pact. But do filter money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us about the cult, but give us all your money. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. And listeners, uh, back on Pride, talking about Pride, if you are thinking about how to support queer authors, the best way is to just go buy their books. Buy their books! You don't even have to read it. I mean, you should. (laughs) You should. But just like... Buy a queer writer's book. Buy a queer writer's book. Go Pride. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think, you know, thank you to all the people who do all the things. And thank you. All the things in the world. All the things. Yeah. Yeah, goodbye. Okay.
Goodbye. Keep fucking. I can't believe we do that. Yeah. <laughs>